This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. Hey, how about those games yesterday? Doc, let me tell you something. I, I, I sat there, man, and I think, you know, like the essence of football, like, oh my gosh, like me watching it, you know, from everybody else watching, it's like night and day, right? Because I'm like, I'm into I'm into every every decision, every thought, every play, and it's crazy because I'm driving myself crazy, right? I'm watching this uh, I'm watching this Dallas Green Bay game, and and I'm watching this this young kid Dak Prescott man just grow up in the in front of us, but I'm watching this legend, I'm watching this legend in Aaron Rodgers, right? And so you watching this, and I'm trying to explain to people like. How the game is all about chess. It's 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 you know a lot of like every decision in those games. I think people we don't think about how crucial every decision is in those games. And so for me, I I have to calm down because I'm trying to think through every one of them. But man, I thought they were some of the most exciting games I've seen in a while. Oh, it was uh, I, yeah. I was, that that Dallas uh, uh, Green Bay game was one of the most exciting games. In recent memory, that throw that Rodgers made at the end, um, running to his left, throwing back to his right, uh, that was just per- it was perfect. But it got me thinking. See, but that's go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. But it got me thinking, like of how much, like you you do see it differently, right? So you you would know def- defending wise, and Rodgers has to be one of the toughest people to defend because of his getting outside the pocket. Yeah, see, and and that's for me, for the, and that's why I say for me, I don't I don't say like, oh my gosh, that kick, that throw is that throw is incredible. I was like, wow, Rogers doing what he does, <laughs> like that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying because that that that's what it is. But bro, but look, so before we go to that throw, let me tell you something, and I I, I try to explain people this all the time. The game is simply taught this way: players make plays. Coaches make decisions, but decisions determine outcomes of games. Let me tell you what I'm telling you, Doc. When you go away from what the game naturally gives you, there's a second down and one. Ezekiel Elliott goes for nine yards. They're losing by 14 points at the time. I think it was 28, I want to say 28-17, something like this, right? They come out on second down and one. 
this is at the end of the third quarter. I want you to remember this because this was crucial for the game. They come out the end of the third quarter, second down and one, and they throw the ball. And the guy intercepts the ball. Yes, yes. But 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 now I want you to, I want you to remember something. That block of time took six and a half minutes off of the play clock. Remember right, that six right. and a half minutes. Because if you come out of if you come out of that series and do nothing else but get three points out of that series. Instead of Green Bay kicking the three to win, Green Bay would have been kicking the three to possibly tie you up to going to overtime. Right, right. You right, see, so, right. so, so it's oh my gosh, bro! It was so crucial when I'm when I'm watching this, and I kept telling people, I say, remember that, remember that play, because that play, even though you come back and tie up the game at the end of the game. It's it's what happens in in the moments of those games. That, that that's what makes Brady so doggone good. That's what makes Rogers so doggone good. Is that you leave them just that little block of time. That if you thought about what happened on that play, man, I, I just thought it changed the whole outcome of the game. I mean, outside of it being an amazing, amazing game, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It is, and it's the little decisions that matter. It's the little decisions that make the big difference in the end. When Rogers caught them off guard um, at the very beginning of the game. When they caught, he count, you know, he counted, he does his thing where he calls, uh, hurries up, gets everybody to the line and gets them with too many men on the field. Um, I couldn't believe that he got them again. I don't know, Dallas coaches were going out of their mind that they did that. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I was really shocked that Ron Marinelli stayed with that type of package against Green Bay, understanding that Montgomery is a wide receiver. He's not a running back. So you would have to adjust to that before you got to that game. So for them to put regular personnel to keep their base and regular personnel on the field, that really confused me. And then what confused me the most is you get regular on the field, but you put them in man-to-mans. So why would you give Aaron Rodgers one-on-ones, right? And so as you see in the second, I mean the third and fourth quarter, they went to more zone. They changed it and they went to more of a two deep safety plan instead of one on ones. I just I, I didn't understand why Dallas gave him that many one on ones. It's, it's certain things you can't do with Tom Brady, certain things you can't do with Aaron Rodgers, certain things you can't do with Drew Brees. And those are the, the players that you cannot give one on ones to, because if you give one on ones to the game is too easy for them. The game is way too easy for them. Yeah, like once they figure that out. And then when when he changed and and went to a two deep coverage, everything thought started to slow down. The ball started to being you know caught in front of them, rally up, make the tackle, get off the field, right? But and and, and I just think I, I think they gave them too big of a lead, and then they had to do too much to make that run. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. They, I mean that, that mm-hmm. that's for sure. When right when you're out there when you're playing against somebody like Rogers and you. And you know that it's a chess match. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's something that I would like to learn about. That you you uniquely see that chess match. So what are you thinking? Like when Rogers, I mean, if you could take well, a me, defensive mindset. Yeah. Well, well, let me tell you. I think I think this is where it becomes crucial to have a student of the game on the field as well, and, and instead of just a bunch of players who just line up and play the defense that's called. So if, if I'm looking at Montgomery and weeks before we're playing them, the first thing I'm saying is, listen, we cannot be in a base package when we play against these guys. So Rex, what we, I, I would go, whoever my defensive coordinator at the time, I would go to them and say, listen, we have to have a check. 
So if he motions from the backfield instead of staying in, in a man, if we're in a man blitz, then we're going to audible and go to a possibly cover two. So when anytime he would motion out, I would probably wave my hands in the air to now get out of that defense. And, and this would and this will not come from the sideline. This will come from a judgment call from me saying, no, I know Aaron and I know what he's going to try to get me in, which is a one on one backers against like he got Sean Lee. One on one, right? And right. Uh, against you don't want to be one on one against speedy, speedy receivers, speedy tight ends all the way down the field. Right. So you would check. So you zone that. After you zone that, then you put two of these safeties. So they should have had a check in, but the check has to come from the player that's on the field. The coach can't call that. And 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 and, and when you start watching football, that's where you see the lack of like like true, true, true leaders who understand the defense as well as defensive coordinators. Mm. And so me and Aaron would have had a whole chess match the entire night because every time he'd done something with Montgomery, I would do something opposite. When he brought 22 in, I would go to a different coverage. So And so that's where the chess match would have really began between me and Aaron putting people in the right places. Yeah. 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 Does he, does, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I think I always think about like, what are you thinking as you're watching it? It's, it's being prepared. So I just wonder if yeah. they study like you studied. I mean, why is it that it's you, in the way you studied, the way Peyton studied is legendary, but you just don't hear that from everybody. Well, well, I mean, I, I, I must be fair to a lot of people. Um, that, that, that takes a mindset of, of telling a coach, I'm going to take what you taught me and I'm going to take it to the next level, which means, I mean, it was the reason why Peyton runs his entire offense. As you see, Aaron runs his entire offense. Drew Brees, um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady does it better than I think anybody in the world. you know. And, and that's when coaches get to a point. Everybody won't be able to do that, though, Doc. Mm. And that's why you see guys just getting the defense from the sideline and just playing. Right. Because whatever their job is, they're going to stick to it. That takes that takes a different dedication. That takes a a going in, meeting with the coordinators and understanding every in and out of every defense. And, and, And that's why I think for so many years. Why I called most of my defenses after I got to a point because every one of my coaches was so awesome with trusting me with that. Like I would, I would question every call. Like no, 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 no. Why, why run this against that when when I know this is gonna work? And that takes that that takes that classroom work. You know, I, I never forget sitting with Marvin Lewis to understand what every defense meant. To understand why D lineman did this, why linebacker, why why do we want to run a zone blitz? Why don't we want to run a cover three, cover one on a guy like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? Because you give them isolated one on ones. Why do you want to go zone? Why you want to go a more of a cover two shell against a Brady or a Manning? Because you want to make them have to work to actually get those balls out. You want you don't want to give them the big plays downfield. Make them methodically go downfield and now it changes the game because now once you start to hit them, hit them, hit them, keep the ball in front of you, then it kind of becomes harder to just go down the field. So that's why I think students of the game, if I was to challenge younger people in the game, if what the day that you become a student in the game, you won't override your coach, but you will challenge your coach to trust you when you're on the field that you know better than them 
kind of the beat up the game. Well, so yeah. it takes it takes that effort though, and it, and if we tie this in, and we still got a lot more to talk about with games, but if we tie this into life for a minute, even if somebody's not involved with football, you're given mm. the keys to successful leadership. Because if I'm going to be a leader of an organization, I want to be able to give the best leaders are able to give their 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 field generals as much leeway as possible. But you have to have field generals that actually want it, that actually go study it. So I think this applies to every organization as well. When people are, if you want that leadership role, you have to put the mm-hmm. study in. You have to put the time. You got to do the extra. Yeah, got to do the extra. It's yeah. the extra, and 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 the extra is boring. You won't like it. It's going to be repetitive, and it's going to be the same thing over and over and over and over again. But when you walk into your test, and 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 just like you said, this can be applied. All of these analyses can be applied to life. When you walk into your test. What you did before your test shows what you how you will pass that test. And right. that's why when I stepped on the field, I was man, I was more comfortable with anything that I did from that point. Because from that point, Doc, it's just like, man, it's like almost stealing. It's like, okay, <laughs> really? You're gonna run that same play on me that I just saw you run the last two weeks back to back. It will not happen. And I think you apply that those principles to life, and then it takes you into a totally different realm when you take these tests in life. Yeah, a hundred percent. We're gonna keep talking about. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna keep talking about applying this to leadership. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The Tackling Life Podcast is now taking your calls. If you have a question or a comment for us, just call 646-762-4432 and leave us a message. We might play it on the show. That's 646-762-4432 or download the Voigo app for iOS or Android. That's V-O-I-G-O. And you can leave direct messages for us through your mobile device. Look, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Okay, so we're back. We're talking about the games. I mean, really, really, really exciting day of football all the way around. Um, you, you know, uh, obviously, I'm from Pittsburgh, a diehard Steeler fan. That game was that put me on the edge of my seat for all night. Like, they always take games down to the wire. Um, but there was a lesson that you were talking about, Ray, uh, about studying ahead of time. And I want to ask about a particular um, a, a package that the Kansas City kept doing yesterday, which was they would run that Tyree kill and they would put him through the back. Uh, they would put him in motion real fast, get the defense going that way. And then a couple times they would go right over to the opposite side. And as a fa- even as a fan who doesn't know a lot, I'm like, I'm like, well, come on now. How many times are you going to fall for that? Um, I think you were, this is the lesson you were talking about, which is if the linebackers were prepared there, they might have said, look, we got to switch cover and not just follow with him. 
Yeah, well, I think the thing that you had to pay attention to when you're watching that play is those, um, I call it a kind of a naked reverse, um, meaning that there's no substance in front of him, which is there's no lineman in front of him. So on every one of those plays that they fake that ball, the lineman done the opposite, mm. right? So when you see that no, nobody's going to hand the ball off to a guy with no blocking, right? And so that's what that, that's why that play was like kind of a, kind of a, a mirage in front of you to try to get you to see something to flash real quick, but everything is actually going the opposite direction. Like, like if you're sitting in the middle of that, I'm not even paying attention to him per se. I'm paying attention to the guard backside of that mm. because the guard backside of that will let me know where that play is going. And, and, and as I was reading it, even when James Harrison, he made a, um, you know, a, one of the plays where even the, the shovel pass, kind of came from it. Remember, he ran yes. over. It looked like it was a reverse coming back on the other side. Then he shuffled the ball in. What happens with that is you must read where the meat of everything is. And where I always say the meat is from guard, guard, back. So it's a triangle. If you if you can look at it from my perspective and you, you're looking at an offense, there's a triangle, there's a guard, Guard, there's a there's a right guard, there's a left guard, and then there's a back there's a back behind them. So that's your triangle. So any one of those that pulls or goes that direction, ninety nine percent of the time, that's where the play is going. <laughs> wow, I don't care yeah. what level you're at. That that lesson right there, like that, just gave me the chills to understand that on a different level. Because I'll be watching that this week. Um, it, that that talk, let's talk about that game for a minute. Have you ever seen anything like uh, Le'Veon Bell and his running style? Well, I, you know what I, I say this um, like many a times. You know, if you if you remember, um, Marcus Allen man had a very unique style of running. You know, they were these tall, slinky backs, like just just like Le'Veon Bell. But you know, there, there was a guy who played for Seattle Seahawks who was very patient, like that too. Whose name was Curtis Warren. Curtis Warren really, really, really um, was that patient of a back. You know, Barry, Barry was exactly what Le'Veon is doing. Barry did it at a at a at a at a pace that I don't think we'll never see that again. Right. I mean, I you know that's a that's just a totally different style right. of running. But that's where I think. You know, Le'Veon, if you started to watch Barry's patience, it was his patience that made him such a dominant player, you know, when he was playing the game. I and mean, you right. watch Le'Veon Bell right now. You know, one of the things that people don't understand about the front seven, which is offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, tight ends, is that that that's where you're that's where you're most of your games are won at. And what Le'Veon Bell is doing is He's letting people play so fast. He's saying, you can do all this running and everything. I'm going to find that hole. When I played linebacker, Doc, what I did was I would stay and look for the same hole that he was looking for. That's right? Awesome. So so just, like a, so just like a running back would think about it, I would sit back there and say, okay, you pick that hole, I'm going to pick the same one, and I'm going <laughs> to knock your head off as soon as you come through there. <laughs> And so that's where that's why I think um, if you watch linebackers, that's why it's crucial to be on the same page with your defense alignment. Right. When I played with Sam Adams, um, oh, my God, Sam was such a dominant penetrator that he would cut off one side of a play, which means I should not go the same side. So let, let me understand. So people understand that I should not be caught on the same 
left side of an offensive play. If Sam goes left, then I'm going to fade back and come back right side because 90% of the time, Sam is going to make the running back have to cut back. And when you watch Le'Veon Bell, he's letting the guard dictate that, but the backers, the linebackers, are jumping so far on the same side that he's just taking the back door. Okay. And that's what and, – and, and if I was playing him – that would be one of those plays. I would adopt, honest to God, I will sit backside and say, if he cut back, I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> and he will never see me coming. He'll never see me coming. So, I mean, it would be, with, with him again, it would be a chess match playing against him. But I'm going to tell you something about this kid. I watched this kid at Michigan State. This kid is a is a complete football player. And I, and you appreciate the way he plays the game. Oh my gosh, him, him and Ezekiel Elliott, the, the, the football shape that they're in is really appreciated. And I want both of those kids to know that it's appreciated for a person like myself to watch people that, that not only understand the game, but are, but are in shape enough to play that game at that high of a level, play after play after play after play. Yeah. Mm. I noticed yeah. that. I noticed that about Ezekiel Elliott, the shape he was in like yesterday. It's just it's unreal. It's unreal what they it's, can do. It's beautiful. It's beautiful because you see they take care of the machine. You know, I always said this, you know, if if you watch a person's core, you watch a person's abdominal area, that that it'll kind of almost tell you what type of football player, what type of worker you got in front of you. And this kid has always looked like that. I remember when I was at UM, man, I used to, University of Miami, I used to always pull my shirt up, you know, because I used to always have these, you know, 12, 14 freaking abs. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got about eight, eight, eight to 10 now. I'm still holding on to them. But you got a, my son, a lot. My son, my son got about 18 of them. My gosh. But, 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 but when people see that, you know, on, a, on the other side, and you're playing against that, the first thing you say is, ooh, wow, yep. that man in shape. Like, like, <laughs> like he ready to play football. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, oh yeah, so those guys. But Le'Veon Bell, man, I'm telling you, last night, to watch his patience over and over, um, I mean, it's, it's really an exciting thing to watch. Great game, man. I mean, listen, I mean, and this is the part, this is the hard part about football. <laughs> there's going to be a winner, and there's going to be a loser. Right. Right? And that's every week going up the chain, just like this week, right? NFC Championship, AFC Championship. Somebody got to go home a winner, and somebody got to go home a loser, Doc. Yep. And 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 at the end of the day, you get to the Super Bowl, and it's only one person that will be crowned. Right, right. And you're, oh, we're, we're looking at some really good championship games. These yeah, like really like Green Bay, games. Atlanta, like Green Bay, Atlanta coming up this weekend in in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And 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 I and I keep saying this, right? So now you put Atlanta. Atlanta does not have to leave the dome if they take care of their business. Atlanta does not have to leave the dome. The rest of the playoffs, they yeah. play at home, and then they go to Houston if they win. And 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 I'm telling you, um, my my nephew Grady Jarrett um, came from Clemson. Oh my gosh, he's having one of the he plays defensive tackles. He's having one of the best seasons I've seen. He's so strong of a kid, but. Atlanta's rotation on their defensive line is crucial. I, I, I think you, if you watch Courtney Upshaw, if you watch all of these guys that they're rotating in and really growing up in front of our eyes, and then offensively, I mean that two that that two headed monster they have with Freeman 
and this other kid, 26, and then Julio Jones is just a problem. But I truly think, bro, one of the biggest pickups up, pick this offseason for Atlanta was Sanu. To get um to get Sanu for the last few years, he's been in Atlanta. To get him now to grow into that offense with Julio Jones, I think they're going to give Green Bay a lot of problems, man. So I think this is going to be a shootout like early in the season. But this would be a really, really interesting game to watch, as well as Pittsburgh and New England. And New England. Oh, yeah. I definitely think it's going to be a shootout with the Atlanta-Green yeah. Bay game. Um, yeah. would you, when, when it comes down to Ben, I mean, he gets uh, – I mean, he's definitely got to be – I think he's a top uh, – I've always thought, considered him an elite quarterback. Um, do you put Ben in that category as an elite quarterback? I, I, put him in, I put him in the category really high. Like, I don't know how you're going to rate him, but wherever you rate him at, he's in the top whatever. Yeah, man, he's just he's just, he's just he's just that guy. He's one of those guys. Um, I, I mean, listen, like people would think I'm crazy by saying this, but he was one of the guys I love playing, like because I knew what he was gonna give me, and he made me take my game to the next level, right? And it's and it's just the toughness, man. Like I love I love people who don't complain. You know, mm-hmm. just play the freaking game. Yeah, you're gonna get hit. You know what I'm saying? Get get your behind back up. That's what you're supposed to get here. Don't be looking for no flags and all this mess. Don't be going to the rep. Like, that bothers me so much because if you're on the schoolyard, there ain't no refs out there, man. Right. Ain't no refs out there. You know what I'm saying? You you put your best 11 in front of my best 11, and let's see how they, and let's see how we get it down. And that's why I think Ben Roethlisberger has always done. And that's why I think, you know, people never realize every game we played him, after a few years, man, he would go to the 50-yard line. I would go to the 50-yard line. I would put my hand over my heart. He would put his hand over his heart, and we would both salute each other because that was the respect that we had for each other, man. And so, man, he's a good friend. He's a really good friend, but I think he's a hell of a competitor, and he's just one of the guys I love watching play the game. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's, it's, it's, it's cool to hear you say that. Um, and that you love playing against him, but it's, it's, it doesn't, it's no surprise to me because you're such a competitor and, and he's such a competitor. So you like the competition. Like when you, when you're in it, you want to be facing the best because that's what's going to bring, that's what made you who you are, wanting to face the best. Bro, that's why I studied so much, Doc. Doc, at 24 years old, my entire life changed, right? No more going out, no more clubs, no more. Heavy, stupid, silly drinking. No more, none of that. You know why? No more partying, no more taking trips during the season because I was like, man, do you realize what's on the other side? Man, I'm playing against greatness. Mm. Like I'm playing against Peyton. I'm playing against Brady. I'm playing against Breeze. I'm playing against Brett Favre. I'm playing, man, I'm playing, I'm playing against legends. Mm. And I'm saying, and I'm saying, I gotta, I have to do everything in my power to put my defense in the best position come Sundays. Right. And 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 so that that's why I think man, you know, if I, you know if I if I was to offer a small piece of advice to any young kid playing the game, any professionals playing the game, respect what's on the other side of you. Because I promise you there are some people that's dedicated their life to being the greatest. And that was one of the things that drove me, man. I wanted to be the absolute greatest. I wanted people to look at me and, and I, and I walk around now and everybody, you know, you only get a couple of responses now when that is champ, mm. champ, because the last time they saw me, I walked away with a host of the Lombardi trophy. Mm. 
right? And then the next the next line is the most humbling line ever, Doc, is you get the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. The greatest of all time. And I'm sitting there, Doc, and you know, you got to be humble with this, man, because you hear that and you're like, wow. Like, you know, and I told this story before, man, when Lawrence Taylor said that to me, that you're the greatest to ever do it. That's Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> that's 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 me, man. That's like, and that's where I think your hard work, whether you, where you can't see it off the field, where you're sitting in the in the film room for hours, whether you're up at two or three o'clock in the morning, whether you sacrifice all of these things and wait to the off season to have a good time, like that's your reward. Your reward is found in people that watch you. Mm. And and they pay attention to you, man. And that to me, I mean, it totally, totally, totally changed my life um, to hear people say those type of things. And you are. And I think when people think about you being untouchable, like what I love is knowing you and knowing that you did it by hard work. Like you are, you are a human being. You're touchable. You're a person who's down to earth and knows you are. You do have that humility. And but you you found that greatness and you did it by plugging away every single day at the little things, at the boring things. And again, I want to bring that back to all our listeners who may never touch a football. You can do that in your everyday life by plugging away at the little details. That's how you became what you, what you are. Um, you know, I just responded to an email today about um, what did football do for me? And... Let me tell you what football done for me, Doc. Football taught me that you don't have to be the most popular. You don't have to be the biggest, the strongest, or fastest. You just have to be okay with making you better every day. Mm. And that's what that's what I I found a, a ingredient way a long time ago, and it's so simple, but it's really hard. Because the ingredient was just effort. It wasn't, it wasn't be the fastest. It wasn't be the strongest. It was on and off the field, do everything in your power every day to get better. Mm. That's it. That's it. Don't, 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 don't trick this. And this, and that's what life is, right? Life is either you're getting better in life or you're getting worse. Nobody stays the same in life. Mm. And that's what the game of football did for me is it taught me that I can create my own destiny. I write my legacy by how I prepare, by how I but when I buckle up my chin straps, doc, that's why when I went out there, I was playing against some some kids that was just all pure talent. And I was telling them I used to look at kids and say, you don't have a chance to win against me because I'm willing to die for this opportunity. Right. Just every play. I'm willing to go to give any and everything I have in my body to make you feel me on Thanksgivings. That was my thing. <laughs> and people are still feeling you on Thanksgiving. I'm still f- I always wanted to be remembered on Thanksgivings. You, I'm telling you. <laughs> you remembered all year round. I still feel the hit you gave me when I held the pads. Here you <laughs> go. You Here clothes. you go. Here <laughs> That's you like go. four years ago. I'm still sore. <laughs> hey, listen, what you just said about it's simple. It is a simple message, but the, the essence of life doesn't have to be complex to be effective. Yeah. It's simple to say, do everything in your power to get better and that effort matters. But that message is profound. 
because this is what everybody needs to do that's out there in every walk of life. You're right. You don't, there's no standing still. My dad used to say this to me all the time. He said, if you're, st- you think you're standing still, you're actually moving backwards because everybody else is moving forward. So you're either moving forward or you're not. Um, so doing everything in your power to get better to me is a profound statement. When we come back, we got a little bit, we got some more about just some, uh, I want to ask you about some athleticism because we're seeing some high level of athleticism in these playoffs. So we'll be right back after this. So we're back. We we saw. I wanted to ask you, and you you said you'd come back to it maybe at the end about this play that that Rogers made. I know it's not about the details of it, but I was just thinking in general what I've seen you do in the weight room and what you do on the field and what you've done athletically is at a level that the rest of us just haven't touched. And so I was thinking not only have you done things athletically at this level, but through your through the years of college and pros, you've seen people do some amazing things. Like I'm just wondering if there were things that stood out to you, like guys that could throw the ball. I know it wasn't always a quarterback who could throw the ball far, but are there some like athletic things that have stood out to you through the years that you've seen people do, whether lifting or otherwise, that just really uh, stood out to you? Yeah, I think I think the thing that that uh, honestly nothing athletically surprises me. Um, it just doesn't because it's 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 a person's will to try it. That's that, mm-hmm. if if I gave anybody any real key to life is it's never the workouts that you actually do that you remember. It's the ones that you don't do that you remember, and it's the same thing with athleticism. Like it's like Try it, like try it, man. And that's when you see that these, these things that, you know, you see these great catches and you see, you see all of these like opportunities of, of, of great runs. And I mean, Ezekiel Elliott makes a, makes a spin move last night on oh, yeah. Clay Matthews and you're, and you're saying, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? You're like, what the heck? Like, who does that? Right. The, right in the middle of a field. But you, 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 those are the people who dare. To be great, who who dare to to go that extra that extra step, and I think that's what a lot of great athleticism is. Let me tell you something. I remember seeing this. I never forget this man. We played we played Ladane and Tomlinson, and and I remember watching film, and I saw the, I saw LT make a cut, a jump cut, and I said, "How do you make that jump cut without tearing up both of your knees?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but but if 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 you think about the science of how his body is built, he's already low to the ground. He's so shifty, right? You think about he 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 reminds me of what what Marshall Falk used to do. Mm. Like if you watch Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk was not the the most you know muscular guy. He he wasn't muscular at all. But boy, let me tell you something about shiftiness. There was something special about Falk and his shift in this man. And I think I've just always became a fan of people, once again, who would just dare to be great. Yeah. Who would try it. Because that's what that's when it happens. That's when the magic like like I finally for the first time and I've been retired, what, four years now? For the first time I went back the other day and actually watched my playoff run in two thousand twelve. Oh wow! And what I'm was looking like at. You? Well, I think it was it was an unreal feeling because it's easy to see the uniform, but it's hard to understand 
the pain that I was enduring. Mm. Like I'm doc, I remember how I'm this brace is on my arm and my arm is burning. Oh man. Every second. Every time I hit the ground, there's this hard bolt of just just a jolt of just pain. And I'm looking at myself walking like realizing why I didn't show pain because I couldn't show the I couldn't show my opponents I was hurting and I, I definitely couldn't show my teammates I was hurting. Right. And 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 once again, I think forget it all being about what I was going through. I'm just telling you, when people dare to do things, you never know how you will surprise yourself if you push yourself beyond what when what people say pain is. I believe no pain lasts always, but I also believe that there's glory on the other side of pain if you push through it. And looking back and saw me going through that entire playoff run, I didn't watch them all yet. I only got through the Denver game because I kind of got too emotional understanding the pain that I had to endure only to help my teammates push through to to reach a Super Bowl. And it Mm -hmm. is to me about that. Like, that's fascinating. I love listening to that part about it because you're right. People didn't know that. You could guess, okay, Ray has an injury, but nobody knew to the extent that when you're hitting it, like when you're hitting the ground, like the pain that you're in, every tackle, the pain that you're in. I mean, there's no way anybody of, any of us could have comprehended it. But to be able to do it and not show, not show everybody was that's that's the real I think that's what you gave to your team that's what uplifted your team was that you were willing to take on that pain uh for them I went in the I went in the first quarter in San Francisco and the Super Bowl in New Orleans and I remember grabbing Colin Kaepernick and I wrapped him up and I spent them when I wrapped him up and when I hit the ground Nobody. <laughs> this is the first time I'm telling this. I usually don't tell this stuff, but I lost numb. I lost all feeling in my arm for almost a quarter and a half. Oh my god! I could not. I could not feel my arm, oh my and I was goodness. like, "How am I gonna make it through this freaking game like this?" Jeez. I was like, "This is crazy, man!" And I'm like, "I can't tell nobody. I can't <laughs> tell nobody." And I'm like, "Okay, Lou." And so, and that's when I think um, something else started to happen, Doc. And that's why I would love to transition into talk about like what true leadership is, because that's when I started to realize maybe this game isn't about you making all of the plays. Maybe it's just about you encouraging your teammates and being one hell of a leader and being a warrior to die on the field. Just, mm. just, just give everything you got on the field, mm. and I think that goes back to when I, when I came out of halftime and I was praying, man, and I, I went to the bathroom, didn't want nobody to see it, and I was crying so bad because my my arm was it was doc I I I just thought I wouldn't be able to pick my arm up no Jeez. more after I got done, and I walked out and I was hurting so bad I just was like I said Lord I'm gonna just give my strength whatever little bit of strength I got. I'm going to give it to Jacoby Jones. And he said, just go touch him. He said, just go touch him, Ray. Mm. And I walked over and touched Jacoby, man. And just so happened, bro, this was caught on camera to where I just took both of my hands and I said, I'm just doing what God told me to do, man. Mm. And I touched Jacoby and I just rubbed both of my hands and I said, I'm giving you every piece of strength I have, man. And I've been, and after that, man, that man went 109 yards, man. And I'm looking and I'm saying, man, God, you are amazing. (laughs) 
like you oh my gosh like i'm like the impossible is possible like because sometimes because sometimes i think the lesson is sometimes it may not be for you to do it personally but you have the inspiration you have the energy to inspire someone else if you just speak a, a a word in their life if you give them that extra push of motivation you may be inspiring somebody to do something that they don't know they can do. I, I mean, that's what was your greatness is making, I mean, on, on top of doing it, but making everybody around you better. You, Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James, that's a, it's a very few people that do it at that level to make people that much better around you. But that's what you did. And so Jacoby, like when he, uh, tell me what was it like for him when he came back after that, when you talk, right when, after he scored, when you talked to him? I, I really think what happened was it grew, it made a relationship as men go from teammates to brothers. Mm. Because that's when a man trusts you at all his life. Mm. Like when, when a man, when you trust a man, and you see something before he sees it, but you pour into his his gift. A man will a man will die for you. Mm. A man a man becomes bigger than just a teammate. He becomes a lifelong brother. And still to this day, men 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 Jacoby man JJ we talk all the time. Every time that man sees me, we we have a different respect for each other because of this man gets in that end zone. And the old boy doc, he hit that Ray Lewis dance. Old boy, he hit that dance. <laughs> and I'm over there in tears of joy, man, watching this moment happen. And 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 like I said, I I think it it creates something that people rarely understand. If I was to challenge CEOs, I would challenge CEOs inspire your the people who work for you more than you belittle them. Because you will never know what they can do for you with inspiration instead of judgmental thoughts. Right. And no matter what the issue is, I think if you empower people, man, they will respond in ways that I think it will be overwhelming. I've really felt a similar way. I'll take this out of sports and into teaching as a professor. I used to feel like if I can create an environment where someone gets an aha moment, they get an, an, an awakening, an awareness, some sort of light that they get that they didn't get before. I didn't care if it came from a, another classmate of theirs. I wanted to create the environment to help have that happen. So just to be a part of that. So from teaching to uh, leadership, to organizations, to sports, it's making, it's preparing the situation, setting people up for success. And really, that's what you did with Jacoby. That's what you did with your entire team. Um, it's what you did with putting your city on your back. Um, it's making the, everybody around you better. So that's definitely a lesson that I hope our listeners hear is how do I walk away making making everyone around me better? Yeah, listen, I'm I'm telling you, I think, you know, when you think about like leadership, true, true, true leadership, I think one of the things we don't understand about leadership is like like the quality of a leader is reflected in the standards they set for themselves. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember hearing that. Um, I think it was Ray Kroc who said that. But I, but if you think about what that says, like the quality of a leader is reflected in the standards 
they set for themselves. And so when people see that, they're like, how does he do that? Like, what does that look like? And, 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 and if you think about what happens, like, like true leaders, true leaders, leaders don't create followers. They create more leaders. Right. Right. Because that's what leaders do. They make, they make other people say, I want to do that. Like, I don't want to, I, I will follow him, but I want to do what he has the ability to do. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to be my own leader. And that's what true leaders do, man. Like, 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 like strong, like really strong, strong leaders, strong leaders cannot tolerate weak leaders above them. Mm-hmm. Like when you see a strong leader, like a strong leader and he has a weaker leader in front of him, man, it'll drive him slap crazy right. <laughs> because, because, because if he knows, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, that's not how you encourage people. You, 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 you can't belittle people. It's like, it's like sometimes when you see coaches in football, right? They try to say one thing to, to inspire the team, but then belittle players right. to, to make them feel so small. And that's such a, uh, such a terrible way to, to use leadership. You know, and, and most of the times people try to use leadership because of a, a, a title, you know, a right. job title of I'm CEO and I'm this. It's irrelevant at the end of the day. If if you're a leader, then you're supposed to always be in a position of inspiring people and giving them the power of influence and influencing them to make them better leaders. Right. Not make them always want to live off your words and understand, oh, follow me and do all this. No, only follow me to become your own leader. That's why I tell people, don't follow me to follow me. Follow me to become your own leader. Right. You want to inspire. We want to inspire. That's why we did Coaching Bad, is look at making coaches wake up to the influence that they have. I see this with parenting all the time. Parents as, because I see parents as leaders. You're the leaders of your family. And uh, for parents to not recognize that, then they're doing more harm than good because it's their job to inspire and teach their children. That's for everybody. It's, it's why we call this tackling life because this isn't just about business. It's not just about sports. It's not just about, it's about all of it. It's about all of it. Um, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to come back to, uh, winding down with that message that you gave because I, I love, I love that it's simple. But it's something that our listeners can walk away with, which is do everything in your power to get better from what you said earlier. Do everything in your power to get better. And that's something every one of us can do every single day of our lives. The only reward, the only reward that I've ever patted myself on the back for, honestly, I've received a lot of trophies. I received some of the highest awards you'll ever receive on this earth. But the only reward that I've ever pat myself on the back for was just getting up. Mm. I said, I, I, I found days that my, my, my both, both feet couldn't work. I found pain in my body at times. I had to crawl to the bathroom for over two years while I was playing. I, and, and when I look back now, and I and people ask me all the time, do you miss it? And, and I think what they don't realize is I can't miss it because I kept getting up. I kept getting up. And there were days, Doc, where I used to question myself and say, what price are you willing to pay? Mm. Because sooner or later, you got to live. You got to be able to play with your kids. 
Mm. You know, you 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 got to be able to do certain things. And and I tell you, the only thing I'm gonna say it again, and and this is to people, the only thing I patted myself on the back was I never gave up. Mm. I just kept getting back up, man. No matter how great the freaking pain was, and I think if you find if you're going through something right now in life, if 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 the if the deck if the if the deck is stacked against you, right? If 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 somebody's told you that cancer is the only way that you're going to leave this earth, if 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 your job has been taken away from you, if 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 you've been hurt in a season or whatever it is, just keep getting up, mm. and I, and I promise you. It'll turn out in your favor. But when we give up, you know, you think about people who commit suicide and, and, and our suicide rates are going so much higher. Let me speak a word into somebody's life who is contemplating suicide. Don't check out yet. Just keep getting up and, and, and you'll figure it out. And, and, and I don't have a formula. I, I, I have ways to get through a formula, but my formula was simple and my only way. So to figure out every formula was to never quit. Mm. Was to never quit. Yeah. Mm. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not, there's nothing to, there's nothing to add to that. I think that's it right there. I, I just want to support that statement and say that to anybody out there. It is getting up and moving forward and, and to hear that yeah. coming from you. I mean, that's, that's the message. We got so much. Um, that's why we're doing this together every week and we'll be back again. Um, but this, this, if we wind down on something on uh, on a lighter note, you have any um, predictions for these uh, games coming up? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. Atlanta, Atlanta is hitting hitting their stride at the right time. Hmm. I, I, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm of course, uh, and I'm pulled in two ways. You you know the household situation <laughs> with Green Bay, and now I got Atlanta, so I'm pulled <laughs> in two different ways. But Atlanta. With what they have, with the way Matt Ryan is playing football right now, being inside of a dome throughout the rest of these playoffs as well as the Super Bowl, I think Atlanta, and, and I'm talking about um, no matter who it is, um, I think Atlanta has the hidden this ride. Um, when you go to Pittsburgh and New England, if there was one quarterback that I would send into New England to play against Tom Brady right now, it would be it would be Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, if it was one mentality, if it was one culture of mentality mm. that you know, out of out of you know what the, the whole playoffs, Kansas City and them, because of what the grit and what they're going to do, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger going in there to play Brady, you know, Legarrette Blunt. I think one of the people that don't get enough credit, and I I, I need to give him so much credit, is LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, to see his career turn around, to see what this kid has been able to do in New England. I mean, yeah, Brady is is great, and he will be go down as one of the greatest ever, in in my book, probably the greatest. But when you talk about, you know, John Elway didn't win a Super Bowl without Terrell Davis, right? And when you think about what LeGarrette Blunt has done for Tom Brady's career, I think it's it's I think it's underlooked a lot. I mean, I think it's overlooked a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that guy, yeah, that guy's gonna be special. And to see him running against Pittsburgh's defense, um, I, I think it's gonna be a tough game. I think it's gonna be hard to beat Brady in New England. But if it's one team that can go do it, Pittsburgh is probably the team to to do it. 
Um, so, but as you know, neither one of these teams really sit on the high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked to kill you. I, so, I asked to so, kill you. So I'm paying for. So I'm paying. So I'm painfully watching the AFC Championship <laughs> this weekend. This weekend. Oh. But it's Warriors. But it's Warriors. It's Warriors going at it, man. And so it would be one hell of a game. There and, is. Uh, I mean, but I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta. No matter who they see, I think Atlanta will win the Super Bowl. All right, that's a bold, that's a bold prediction. I don't disagree. I mean, Atlanta's on fire at the right time. I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I, I'm only sticking with Green Bay because I think what we're watching with Aaron Rodgers is special, and magical. Um, and then obviously I, I'm gonna go with Steelers. I feel like ultimately you could side with your podcast partner and pick the Steelers. <laughs> I know you it's gonna be. And that's what the Steelers, or you couldn't live there no more. If I, if what? <laughs> If you went against the Steelers, you couldn't live there no more anyway. Oh my goodness! I couldn't even show my face. I wouldn't. Go. Hey, I just want to make it clear: I am picking the Steelers. Cause, right, 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 cause, right, right. Because right. God help us, you, you could look, not. I, I, like I said, I don't know who to pick in that one. That's that's a toss up, man. That's a toss up. I, I but I, I, but I do believe. But like I said, whoever sees Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Um, boys them boys hitting on a, on a nice strat right they, now yeah it's big it is big that's a good show listen do everything out there listeners do it exactly what ray said do everything in your power to get better this week thank you for downloading the tackling life podcast for more tackling life content and information about our guests please visit tacklinglifepodcast.com subscribe to tackling life and you'll get two all new episodes automatically downloaded each week Look, you can become a part of the Tackling Life community by following us on our Tackling Life Facebook and Twitter pages. We definitely want to hear from you, so please reach out. Remember, the number is 646-762-4432. would also love for you to take a moment and give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Until next time, for Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Carter. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other, uh, colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.